On today's Into Your Head number 657 for Wednesday, Kumquat Psychiatry, My Giraffes Look Smaller Than They Are, Libraries in the Post-JFK Assassination Era, Life as a Bacterial Organism, How to Make a Mockery, How to Quantify a Pea, Words That Never Get Used, How to Remove Elbow Grease, and lots more. nuts that's what they call them they call them monkey nuts uh well some of them call them monkey nuts others call them something else uh others still uh don't call them anything at all because they don't have reason to uh, there's a lot of things or words in this uh in this language that never get used by anybody not out of ignorance it's just that they don't have reason to use them uh, i for example i rarely use the word kumquat uh but if i did i can tell you i use it properly i'd say look that's a kumquat and the kumquat will probably look back at me and say oh i hear i hear that all the time i hear that all the time people come up to me and say is that a kumquat it's a kumquat look that's a kumquat do you know what that is that's the kumquat uh you fucking show offs you think you're great because you learned a word somewhere and you decide oh i'm going to use it every opportunity and you get one one opportunity like this uh, as a result i have to listen to this all day kumquat 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 look there's a kumquat there's a fucking kumquat uh, of course, you'll say to the kumquat, you'll say, uh, you're an inanimate plant, aren't you? Are you not? And the kumquat will say, yes, indeed I am. Completely inanimate. Completely, as you can see, I'm not moving at all. Uh, no, not even my mouth is moving. I don't even have a mouth. In fact, I'm not even speaking. Uh, I'm merely a figment of your imagination. You've had to conjure up a fictional kumquat just so you could uh, show off a bit of your vocabulary and all you've achieved in the end is uh, demonstrating to people that you're nuts and you're going to be dragged away by the men in white coats now and tell you it won't be botanists no no it'll be the other men in white coats and women the women in white coats as well uh, we don't discriminate here in the land of the the psychiatric care uh, no no along they come in their white they might even have time to put on their white coats uh, but feel free to ask them for identification if you need uh, if they're genuine they'll uh, produce identification uh, they might even produce it if they're figments of your imagination they'll produce uh, imaginary identification well what the fuck more would you want if they're only figments of your imagination you hardly expect them to have real id oh yeah no well you probably do because you're nuts you're nuts you're listening to a fucking kumquat uh talking to you about you being being diagnosed by a Kumquat. If I were you, I'd get better health cover. You can't have a fictional, a fictional plant in your head diagnosing your, uh, fi- your, uh, what you call it, psychiatric problems. For Christ's sake. Uh, luckily you've stumbled upon one who's quite good at it. Or what if this was another situation, a different kumquat on a different day? Uh, I might have just told you, oh, it's just the common cold. Uh, just ignore it and go about your day. Uh, have a hot lemon drink and a couple of paracetamol. 
calls. Uh, Christ, he could be dead by now. Uh, no, no, uh, take my word for it. You need to go and get yourself some proper medical attention. Now, uh... I have to admit, I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not feeling it today. I'm in no mood uh, to entertain or stimulate you, the listener. Uh, I'm only doing this out of a sense of... Uh, a sense of, uh, well, possibly OCD, but also a sense of duty to you, the support of uh, listeners who support this program day in, day out. Uh, barely a week goes by when I don't get someone arriving at the door uh, with just, we're ah, they just turn up and they say, hello, are you that fella from into your head? And I say, yeah, yes, I might be, why? And they'll say, I just wanted to call by and give you my words of support. And I say, oh, thank you very much. What are those words? And they'll say, uh, well, let's see. I hadn't really thought this true. I suppose support would be one of them. Uh, keep it up would be another. That's three words together as a phrase. You wouldn't really use them separately. So I suppose it's a phrase. It's a phrase of encouragement, uh, which if you divided it up into its constituent parts, uh, it would just be random words that are of no use to anybody. Just shows, goes to show. There's more to language than words. Uh, knowing words, uh, knowing words like kumquat on their own are of no use. If I go up to someone and say kumquat, that's of no use to anyone whatsoever. Uh, but if you're at my door and you said, oh, that thing you did about the kumquat psychiatrist, I enjoyed that. That was very good. Uh, then I, then that would make sense. I would no, no. You can't be just throwing round words. Throw. I know. As I say, not really feeling it today not in the mood for this crap uh we're getting it done nonetheless getting it done nonetheless uh will we have a song oh oh how the fuck do i operate this thing again uh. oh getting it done getting it done Getting it done. Oh, getting it done. Getting it. Ah, that blah, blocks. I can't. I can't sing and do the bindy thing at the same time until I practice it more and I got better at it. I need to master the art of playing the bindy thing that Jerry from Southern California kindly sent me for my birthday. Uh, ah, anyway, we come back to that in due course. Ah, what do? Ah, getting it done. Getting it done. It may not be fun, but we're getting. Ah, this is ridiculous. This is like some uh, pre pre uh, school children's television program. It might be might as well be the Teletubbies here making up songs. Uh, no, no, makes a mockery of the whole process. The whole process. Makes a mockery of it. He goes up and says, Hello, process. Uh, you're a gobshite. Uh, look at the head on you. You've got, uh, you've got Dr. Spock ears. Uh, you've a bad haircut. And you're just a process. You're not even a person. You're just a process. You're barely even a concept. Uh, make it, so I make hereby making a mockery. I suppose it's okay to make a mockery of a concept. As long as you don't harm anybody in the process. Uh, I suppose. Uh, well, no, no. Anyway, as I say, not really feeling it. But there's another four minutes nearly filled up. So I suppose we'll get... 
We'll get her done. We'll get her done. Two uh, giraffes walk into a supermarket. One of the giraffes goes straight up to the salad bar and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest potato salad, please? And the man behind the salad bar says, Oh, I don't work here. Uh, this is all self-service here. I don't think they serve a open pints anyway. I think you take a tub and you fill it with what you want and then you weigh it and you put a sticker on it and then you go to the checkout and then you pay for the amount that's on the thing. Uh, and the giraffe says, uh, Does somebody say something? And the man behind the salad bar says, uh, No, why? And the giraffe says oh i could have sworn i heard someone say something which i suppose wouldn't be unexpected seeing as how i asked the question uh maybe somebody was answering my question if they did i don't know what the other what it was all i heard was maybe maybe words words i probably should have been listening more attentively i'm not used to having to listen to people i'm a giraffe after all i don't have all that much interaction with humans in fact i'm not really sure why i'm in a supermarket in the first place and the man behind the salad bar says oh christ it's a giraffe uh, everybody panic there's a giraffe here uh, one of the tallest animals known to man uh, it's probably uh, probably even bigger if you uh, if you account for the curvature of the earth because uh, of course if you have a giraffe uh, the earth is curved so his front legs would be down that way a bit and his uh, hind legs would be up that way a bit uh, so there'd be a little less height under his belly than there would if the earth was completely flat uh, so he's uh, even taller than he looks uh, not that that makes much difference I suppose uh, but no no it's a fucking giraffe somebody call the police there's a gi giraffe in here and the giraffe says uh, oh there seems to be a lot of panicking in here Christ I was told this might happen uh, don't worry I'm leaving I'm leaving it's fine I'm leaving I can see where I'm not wanted uh, Christ you people need to mellow out a bit have you never seen a giraffe before uh, surely you've seen them in the zoo in fact I'm the one you've seen in the zoo because I'm from the zoo uh, anyway don't worry I'm leaving now and I'm taking I'll take my hard earned money with me and spend it somewhere else and the giraffe leaves and a great night is had by all now uh I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, this isn't very encouraging at all. Why would I want to go round to his house with words of encouragement, uh, even albeit formed into a coherent phrase, uh, if he can't even, uh, oh, if he can't even encourage himself, he can't even, oh, he can't even work up the, oh, he can't even work up the, uh, what do you call it, the what do you call it, what's that thing that he can't work up? Uh, I can't even remember the word for it. I mean, he's voicing me. I'm a fictional listener in his head. So he can't even work up a, a sentence ending for this thing that he, I'm supposedly thinking. Uh, that's what you're thinking. Uh, well, relax there. Take a chill pill. Uh, take a chill pill. It's not a, it's not a problem. It'll be all the same in a hundred years. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get going. We'll get going. We'll do a two cats walk into a bar story. That's what we'll do. Uh, two cats walk into a bar. Uh, one of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter. 
and starts meowing, starts meowing like the clappers, uh, just like a bell goes ringing like the clappers, you can meow like the clappers too, I presume you can anyway, and the man behind the bar says, is that a cat? And the cat says, uh, oh, you being over there, yes, that's my friend, I'm a cat too, as it happens, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, are you trying to order from me? And the cat says yes indeed I am I'm not sure whether it's going very well uh, we'll see I suppose whatever transpires over the next moment or two uh, uh, will in be an indicator of how well I'm doing it although I have to say I think my performance so far is being flawless and any failing in this order won't be from lack of trying on my part and the barman says uh, fair enough pint the Guinness is it I suppose you just want to lick the cream off it and the cat says no uh, contrary to popular stereotypes uh, which shouldn't be popular at all because stereotypes are not a good thing they should be deeply unpopular in fact I think you'll find they are uh, most people if you ask them they'll claim that uh, stereotypes are a bad thing uh, so they'll they'll claim that stereotype, stereotypes are unpopular uh, well, how do they exist then in the first place? It's a, it's a rigor, it's a what do you call a, a paradox in a way, isn't it? And the man behind the bar says, Do you want two pints of Guinness or do you not? And the cat says, Two pints of Guinness, please, thank you very much. And the man says, Are you going to pay for it? And the cat says, uh, Yes. And the man says, When? And the cat says, As soon as you tell me how much, and ask me politely for the uh, money, have a bit of relax there. Take a chill pill, young uh, barman. Relax and have a bit of respect. Don't be speaking to your fellow, oh, your fellow being like that. Have a bit of calm. You'll enjoy life a bit more if you calm down and don't be going round uh, snapping at people like that. And the man says, uh, Give me your ID. And the cat says, my ID is in a chip inside my, uh, oh, inside, just under my fur. If you scan me, you'll be able to see it. And the man behind the bar says, why would I have a cat scanning device on the premises? And, uh, ah, the cat, the cat says, uh, well, this is a hospital bar, isn't it? Surely there's a cat scan pretty near. Oh, that's a little pun for you. And the man says, uh, fair enough. You've earned your place here with your sophisticated medical equipment uh, cat scan uh, veterinary identificator chip scanner uh, pun uh, well done uh, your, your two points of Guinness will be ready in about two hours that's how long it takes to do them properly and we do things properly around here I can tell you uh, this stuff it's the next in line to brain surgery you can't rush it and the cat says, oh, I couldn't agree more. And the barman says, I wasn't debating that with you. That was a statement. I didn't ask for your opinion. And the cat says, fair enough, fair enough. And the barman says, yes, indeed, it is fair enough. All's fair in love and war. Isn't that what they say? And the cat says, I don't know. Who says that? And the barman says, I don't know either. Uh, let's Google it while we're waiting. Uh, All's fair in love and war. What's that? And then there's a, there's a funny break in the editing because his internet is down. Uh, in fact, the last sentence finished four, uh, four minutes ago. But the internet seems to be back now. Uh, all's fair in love and war. Uh, cliche. 
In some situations, such as when you are in love or waging war, you are allowed to be deceitful in order to get what you want, often said as an excuse for deception. So that's what it means. And uh, Kat says, is this some kind of a joke? And the barman says, well, it's supposed to be, yes. It's a standard two cats walk into a bar story. It's a long-form joke of some kind. Uh, long form, free form. Uh, oh, it's the it's the uh, it's the storytelling equivalent of taking your dog for a walk. Uh, not that you'd know anything about that being the cat. And the cat says, "I know all about taking dogs for a walk. So I know what taking your dog for a walk means. It means you're going for a piss. Uh, that's what you say if you're in oh if you're in polite company and you want to excuse yourself to go and spend a penny. Uh, you say, oh, I have to go and see a man." about taking a dog for a walk and uh, if anyone is if the people near you if the people in your company have any half sense of humor at all and they're not all uh, stiff collared uh, stiff upper lip whatever you call them gobshites uh, they'll say something like uh, why do you need to go and see a man for your dog to have a piss that's ridiculous just let your dog have a piss on it or something like that anyway uh, anyway I think this story has run its course and the man behind the bar says I don't think that's up to you or me that's for oh that's for the powers that be to decide the powers that be uh, such as for example uh, well I don't know I don't know what the powers are be who are the powers that be in this situation well I suppose whoever owns the lease on this building for a start uh, whoever's telling the story uh, whoever's rattling their coffee cup like that uh, whoever's trying to think of what to do next ah whatever if it was just up to me I'd uh, just end it here and the cat says I'm inclined to agree Although, doesn't that mean that we won't exist anymore? And the barman says, uh, No, because we never existed at all. Uh, we don't exist at all. Uh, we're, we're nothing but a speck of dust on someone's imagination. Uh, we're like, oh, we're like internal dandruff of the mind, I suppose, in a way. Well, we probably look like that. We probably look more like a bit of electricity in someone's mind. Uh, buzzing around inside someone's brain. Uh, we're a couple of specks of a couple of specks of current uh, inside the uh, frontal lobe or wherever we're made that's so not that there's anything wrong with being a bit of uh, current uh, current is good uh, it's the past that's wrong uh, past oh wait now i'm confusing things now uh, anyway suffice to say on with the show into your head do you wear shoes you probably do uh, i've been doing some demographic research into my listeners and i've come to the conclusion that many of you wear shoes uh, so next time you need shoes uh, go to my new affiliate shoe store just go to intoyourhead.com and click on the shoe ad down the left and you'll find it links to oh it links to a shoe store uh, it's in new york or somewhere uh, they do free shipping 
been to anywhere in in, in uh, the United States. Uh, they have a they have an easy returns policy of some sort. Uh, basically, they sell shoes, and if you buy your shoes from them, uh, I get a generous commission. It's absolutely fucking fantastic. So next time you need shoes, go to intoyourhead.com and click on the shoe ad down the left column. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash intoyourheadpod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash intoyourheadpodcast. You are listening to Into Your Head, a listener-supported podcast. Please visit intoyourhead.com slash tipjar. germs walk into a bar. One of the germs goes straight up to the bar counter and is promptly mopped away and squeezed into a bucket and pretty much drowns. Uh, the other germ, uh, the other germ decides, oh Christ, uh, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm not hanging around here any longer, I can tell you, I'm going to skedaddle, I'm going to get the hell out of here, uh, I know when I'm not welcome here, uh, when my friend gets killed before he even gets up to the bar, that's when it's clear that you're not welcome, uh, I can tell, I can tell a place like this a mile off, uh, I wish I'd been paying attention, but no, had to follow him, had to say, oh, you decide where we're going today, and he picks a place where you get killed. Ah, fucking hell. And the germ heads for the door, heads for the hills, as they say, Uh, but no, in this instance he was heading for the doors although being a uh, being a bacterial size organism uh, probably felt like he was heading for the hills to him a doormat was at least uh, half an inch up off the main floor he had to climb up that for a start or maybe he just i don't know pushed through the hairs like a jungle so it's more like a jungle than a hill hard to know really from our point of view what it's like from a bacterial uh, bacterial organisms point of view what it looks like uh, anyway he goes off out and is promptly walked on uh, so he's, yeah, that's, don't worry he's not dead he's not dead and uh, now he's just stuck to someone's shoe now he's stuck to someone's shoe and so begins a, a journey of oh a journey of many miles uh, basically he ends up on someone's bed he ends up on someone's bed and he in them whatever disease he comprises and uh, next thing you know he's living in someone's stomach he's living in someone's stomach and he's basically killing them that's what he's doing he's killing them and such as medicine isn't it fantastic you can go one minute ah one minute you're as you're serving someone behind the bar next minute you know one of your customers is a bacterial germ uh, who's uh, oh he's off uh, killing someone who probably wasn't even one of your customers 
Uh, not much you can do about that, I suppose. Just goes to show there are some things that just don't bear thinking about. No point thinking about them at all. Uh, I'm sorry I talk about it at all now. I've never really talked about stuff like that before. It just came to me in a flash. Uh, like, uh, oh, like that ad. What's that ad? Wipes out. There's an ad for flash floor cleaner. Wipes out fluid. Uh, wipes out dirt in a flash. Mr. Flash. Uh, Mr. Sheen Flash Proper, whoever it's called, wipes out dirt in the flash, uh, which we all know is a lie. Nothing wipes out dirt in a flash. It wipes it out in a t at least 10 uh, hard scrubs of your elbow. You have to use elbow grease. Uh, first, you have to wash your elbows and make sure there isn't any grease on them. Uh, then you have to use what they call elbow grease, but what they really mean is power. Uh, power to you, more power to your elbow as they say over here sometimes uh, which doesn't really mean anything in this context uh, but no suffice to say uh, to prevent yourself getting killed by some bacteria who's been picked up on someone's shoe outside a pub and has ended up in your bed and then in your stomach killing you. Although it could be a benign bacteria, I suppose. Let's not be all negative. There's such a thing as benign bacteria. Oh, there's lots of things that are benign. I'd be quite happy to uh, lick my finger now that's been touching the floor earlier. And I'd lick that and I probably there's a good chance that I won't die. We'll find out soon enough, I suppose. Uh, but oh no, you can't be too over the top about these things. Because such a thing is being too careful you'd never leave the house if you were like that and oh no or you'd never enter the house and no one ever says that uh, you hear people say oh uh, if you're that careful you're, if you're too cautious you'd never leave the house and oh there's a thing where you could be so cautious that you never enter the house you never hear about that you never hear about people who buy a house and just sleep out in the front garden because they're afraid to go inside in case they catch germs and they're diseases that the builders left behind are perfectly understandable in a new housing estate uh, there's usually houses still being build, be built nearby and there's all sorts of mou mou mouses and things going around uh, that's why you get a cat you get a cat uh, anyway on with the show I present to you a piece of journalistic work of mine from several years ago entitled at least JFK had access to proper libraries. Many years have passed since Ronald Reagan stood on the steps of the library in Dallas, Texas, United States of America and said, Christ, how the hell could he have done it from that angle? And yet, still, the mystery of JFK's death goes ignored, and it is assumed by all who get listened to that what's-his-name who later got shot did it. Now, I don't really care about any of that, but it strikes me that public libraries are far from the wonderful places that they could be. In my youth, a library was a place to which you rode your pedal cycle on a Saturday morning, books strapped carefully to your back carrier, and spend hours and hours joyfully browsing the magical scripts within. Nowadays, they're full of computers and videos uh, and lavatories oh, and smart cards and all sorts of modern and hideous apparatus. If you tried to shoot somebody from a library nowadays, you would no doubt get caught on webcam by some geek who's busy talking online with a friend at the other side of the world. 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm sure President Kennedy might have been with us to this very day had his alleged assassin been instilled by his parents with a healthy interest in the internet uh, rather than an uncontrollable tendency to get caught up in alleged conspiracies and assassinations. But the point is, it is assumed that something old cannot be made interesting unless it is replaced with something new. It has never occurred to anyone that instead of replacing the book with something modern and fancy like an electro book that they put on their iPodlet or wherever the Christ in hell they do nowadays, you could instead write a more contemporary book that is relevant to the people who you hope will read it. The Cat in the Hat, for example, could be rewritten in the light of the changes to pet-owning fashions that happened after the release of the movie Babe, and should feature a pig in a baseball hat, wearing sports garments and footwear that were made in some far-flung hellhole by five-year-old factory workers who are approximately the same age as the intended audience of the re-listenership readers. Or it could at least feature a more modern hat. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I could open up another window here and look at porn sites for a while. And if someone comes into the room, I could flick back to that crappy site with all the articles. Uh, except this is out of date now. As this is the audio version of this article. And they're none the wiser. And you'd be largely right about that. But the point is, any cat... Uh, that is presented to our young people as a piece that inspires to become popular culture must be adapted to the fashions of the time. Otherwise, the youth of today will just cower in fear behind their hideous home entertainment apparatus and perspiration-soaked running shoes made, rather ironically if you ask me, in sweatshops uh, rather than sweet shops, just like the one in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, although that was set in the United States where it's called candy instead of sweets for some reason and there were no cats in either the book or the original film adaptation Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory starring Gene Wilder and that kid who grew up to be rather ironically I thought given the involvement of teeth rotting sweets a dentist I'm afraid I have not seen the new version at time of writing as it has only just been released, released here so I cannot vouch for its cat contents or lack thereof. Furthermore, I hear that a newly found extra chapter of the book has just been published to raise money for charity, and based on my limited information I must assume, until I know better, that there is a 50-50 chance of there being a cat in that. Furthermore, it was with amazement in their eyes that my audience in a local pub a couple of weeks ago at time of writing heard me uh, explain that I have never seen the movie Pretty Woman. I added, although not with any particular relevance to the conversation, that I have also never seen Bambi. I will of course keep my eyes peeled in case he turns up. I'm sure his mother misses him. Now, uh... Before we leave, uh, before we leave, well, I'm not leaving for quite some time. I'll be in here for at least another hour, I'd say. I'm not leaving this room except to maybe go for a piss. I could do a piss at the moment, even though I've had one. I've had at least one piss during the uh, during the show's recording already. Uh, but it's not about the number of pisses; it's about how much, uh, the quant, the quantity, and the mass, and the. 
Oh, the, uh, the details. It's a devil is in the details, as they say. He could go for a piss and just let out a couple of drops and need to have another one five seconds later. I suppose that's all up to me. Uh, but no, I do need to have another piss at some point. A piss? I'll have a piss at some point. Not that that's any concern of yours or uh, nothing for you to worry about. Uh, suffice to say, I'm going to need to urinate shortly, so I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it once I finish this closing segment here. I'll get up out of my I'll make damn sure to Christ as hell to press save first. And then I'll get up and I'll close the door over so no cat can walk on the frigging keyboard. And then I'll go over to the bathroom and I'll, oh, basically I'll piss. I'll piss away. I'll piss the day away. And this time I'll do a proper job of it. I won't leave that room until it's all gone. Until there's nothing left to give. I'm going to give the toilet bowl everything I have to give. Uh, Christ. As I say, not really feeling it today. Anyway, good morning. Into your head. Into your head